Hello and welcome back to the 63rd episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Bennett Leon. And of course, we have the lovely Ashley Downing with us as well. Hi, everyone. Alrighty, guys. So today we have a sad slash other type of um, video. We're going to talk about how Bernie Sanders um, in his own kind of campaign and within the organization that he helped start, which is Our Revolution. We are going to watch Nick Brana, who was brought on by the Jim or Jimmy Dore on his show to discuss how that kind of transpired in the Bernie Sanders campaign and how that went down. So we're basically just going to watch over that video, kind of dissect it part by part, stop it, and, uh, you know, do, do our usual spiel. So let's go ahead and jump in. Okay, let's start. So you tweeted, you did a Twitter thread today, and you talked about Bernie's closest advisor, his campaign manager in 2016, Jeff Weaver, uh, who was still writing press releases for Bernie as of Monday of this week, is starting a super PAC. Oh, and if I didn't mention it already, I'm pretty sure I did, but I just want to make 100% sure that uh, Nick Brana used to work for uh, Our Revolution. So he has insider knowledge in Bernie Sanders. But so that's why he's basically on the show. He has insider knowledge about that kind of stuff. So um, this video, I sent this to Ashley a few days ago. I was like, damn, this video almost made me cry. Uh, so sad to like learn all the things that he's going to talk to you guys about, which is why I wanted to take the time, not only to take like a little small snippet of it, but to show you the the whole thing. So we're probably going to buy this actually in two parts, by the way, because uh, uh, we with our own commentary and stuff, we want to make sure that you get everything you uh, that you need out of this. So let's go ahead and start. It's just mind blowing. But here's, and here is the, here's the Twitter thread that you put up. So let me just read, I'm just gonna read some of it. You did like 30 tweets. I think I have like eight or 10 of them. <laughs> say, you say, Jeff Weaver is also the guy who convinced Bernie and Jane to start taking billionaire money at our revolution in August, 2016. So now our revolution was the organization that Bernie set up uh, to push for progressive candidates. Uh, our I was there, meaning you. Uh, if I and the rest of the staff hadn't walked out in protest, they would have gone ahead with it. That's why we resigned. Uh, the worst part is that Jeff Weaver, again, Bernie's closest and longest advisor, wanted to use the organization's 501c4 status to take billionaire money without telling grassroots donors about it. All the while continuing to sign every email and piece of merchandise with paid for by our revolution, not the billionaires. Asking millions of poor and working class people who had just poured their heart and soul into the Bernie campaign to give more while not telling them we were taking billionaire money on the side is one of the worst things I've ever been asked to do. So are you saying that the people working at our revolution were being asked to not disclose that they were taking billionaire money and kind of and actively lied to their own supporters by saying we're not funded by billionaires. You're, you were saying that the Bernie Sanders organization wanted you to do that? 
it wasn't as explicit at you, as you just put it, but it was implicit. It was basically, um, you know, uh, and so going back to kind of like June of 2016, um, you know, we knew that Bernie had lost the nomination. You know, he wasn't necessarily going to make a big push with the superdelegates. Um, but we also knew that, you know, we, we had gotten word that Bernie was going to form a kind of, you know, organization to continue the political revolution, push for down-ballot candidates, the organization, you know, which would become OR, our revolution. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, um, uh, at the time, there was kind of a power struggle of sorts between people on the campaign uh, who uh, were kind of more career uh, Democrats and they kind of work on campaign to campaign. They've done it for a long time. Um, and then people who were kind of, you know, true believers of Bernie's cause um, of, you know, who is going to staff this organization, who's going to run the organization. Um, and actually those people who were like true believers in the cause, you know, kind of won out on that fight and ended up staffing our revolution um, for, for the most part. It was people who like really believed in Bernie's message. Uh, and so, you know, we, we were very happy and very, we thought our revolution's future was really promising at the time, but there had been some troubling things that had happened kind of in the lead up to the creation of our revolution. Um, and so, you know, there was an immediate kind of deliberation about, you know, when, when we decided that there was going to be an entity, our revolution created, like, what is that, what is the legal status of that entity? And there's different advantages to different legal statuses. Um, and so, you know, the two that kind of were in contention was a 501c4, um, which is what it ended up becoming, um, which doesn't have to, uh, as it wants. Um, from individuals, uh, and it doesn't have to disclose donors, uh, and so that's why sometimes they they're called dark money groups. Um, so I just want to stop it really quick uh, to point out and make sure that our audience is aware that this guy is confirming that our revolution early on decided that they were going to be they were going to take that type of money you know they were gonna be that's why they were they're possibly called the dark uh dark money groups like you just mentioned you know like the this organization the organization started by bernie sanders to continue his revolution his political revolution in our country is able to take money dark money from corporations millionaires billionaires you name it so that uh and to hear someone that <coughs> worked there actually verify this and tell us that this is what happened and what went on there. Uh, I mean, this is just the beginning of it. We're only in like, the, we're not even at the five minute mark of the video, but he, everything that he kind of like talks about is going to compound off this fact. And it, it, it's a backstab to every Bernie supporter that I'm aware of and all that stuff. So, um, and including myself, uh, like I said, I, I fucking wanted to cry almost when I uh, told you about it the first time, <laughs> but yeah, any comment that you wanted to talk about before I put it back? Um, just that it's astounding when he's talking about it and the fact that he's obviously a credible source, you know, you know, that we can believe him. Um, 
it's just insane because everybody who really believed in this movement, um, this revolution that he's talking about, uh, we all believe that he was bought and paid for by us, um, by people who uh, donated. I mean, I personally know people who were monthly donators. Um, I've donated, you know, so it's just, uh, it's so crazy that this is the reality. Um, and this is exactly what we kind of want, thought we were avoiding. A hundred percent, dude. Um, but I mean, this is where we kind of find ourselves now. So let's just go ahead and continue the video. And, uh, and they have no donation limit and they can spend as much as they want for candidates with independent expenditures. Uh, and then the other was a PAC, um, a political action committee, uh, which would allow us to spend less per candidate. There's a $5,000 maximum. Um, but it would allow us to actually build a network of the candidates because PACs are allowed to coordinate directly with candidates. And our revolution's mission was going to be all about supporting down ballot candidates and building a network. Uh, and then whereas the C4 would, you're not allowed to communicate with the candidates in any way. And so, you know, hmm. the staff thought, well, obviously it should be a PAC because what we're looking to do is we're looking to coordinate and communicate with candidates. Um, and, uh, now that's but, different. Now that's different than a super PAC. Exactly. So you're, you were setting up a political action committee, not a super PAC. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but then, you know, but for, for reasons that we couldn't understand, um, Jeff Weaver, uh, was arguing for it to be a C4, um, you know, and he convinced Bernie and Jane to make it a C4. Uh, and it was kind of like, it was very perplexing to those of us on staff because we said, wait a minute, we literally can't fulfill the mission of the organization if it's a C4. We can't talk to the candidates. So we can't build this network that we're looking to build, but they insisted on it. And, you know, and, and so, you know, we, it was like to the point where it's like, you know, um, some of us were pointing out like the statute, like here, look, it says it right here, like in the law. Um, uh, but, but the reason for naive of them, in my opinion, naive of them when they should have uh, been uh, aware and they'll shoot, they'll, of course, as you'll see, they'll soon find out why that is, um, that, uh, I was kind of, uh, hinting that they were, uh, that they were being a little naive. Um, but you guys will also find out too in just a sec. But it's basically Jeff Weaver. Um, and if he also mentioned that before, but I want to make sure that you guys know it as well. Uh, Jeff Weaver it was the campaign manager for Bernie Sanders back in 2016. He, uh, he was removed from that position in 2020 uh, for his uh, re-election uh, campaign. But, uh, or not re-election, <laughs> election, another election campaign for the 2020 presidential. Um, but... Uh, he is on only as an advisor now, a top political advisor. So he's still on, still very much affiliated with the Bernie Sanders campaign, um, with Jane and Bernie and all those type of people. So um, it's really interesting to see who Bernie Sanders is kind of like surrounding himself with. And yeah, that's what this, this video kind of highlights, that kind of side of Bernie that not a lot of his supporters know about. Um, I mean, I like to think that I kind of follow along with everything a lot, but. Uh, I definitely found out uh, 
a good amount of things from this video. Same. <laughs> something that we found out later. Uh, it was that um, Jeff, uh, with uh, Bernie and Jane's uh, agreement, had wanted it to be able to be a C4 um, so that they would be able to take uh, essentially money without disclosing the amounts. Uh, because what Jeff got to work to immediately after it was formed, and which was no secret to us before it was formed too, was um, trying to essentially reach out to billionaire donors to give to our revolution. And this was part of the debate that happened before our revolution was formed. And we were shocked to find out, uh, those of us who were going to be on staff, when uh, Jeff started saying that he thought that we needed to take money from Steyer and Soros, because we thought, hold on a minute, we just waged a campaign where our success and our integrity was entirely premised on not taking big money. Like, why would we turn and it was explosively successful. We defied all expectations. Why would we turn around and start taking that money now? Right. Yeah. You, you you raised hundreds of millions of dollars from grassroots supporters, proving that's the model for progressives going forward. And immediately after the campaign's over, Bernie's top closest advisor decides, let's start taking billionaire money. <laughs> that, that, exactly. doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. No, it, it, it wasn't. Um, and that was, that was bad enough. Uh, but, but, it, but it got even worse because we learned that it, because then the C4 part made sense. Because then it's top pay. You wanted it to be a C4 because you wanted to take this money without actually informing the grassroots donors who were going to continue giving it to us, who were continuing to give in large numbers. Um, and so it was disproving the very rationale. you know. And so Weaver's rationale in his case to Bernie and Jane was that our revolution isn't going to be able to raise enough money um, to support down-ballot candidates and a political revolution unless we start taking money from the billionaires. you know. Um, and those of us on staff, uh, we said, but hold, you know, hold on a minute. We just proved that that's not true. And we think that that's going to hold exactly. true. You know, we'll continue raising good amounts even after the campaign is over. People will still be committed to it. They won't just like vaporize, you know, the movement won't dematerialize. Um, and so, uh, Jeff was so determined to start taking this big money though, that he actually went as far as I, I kind of say in the thread at one point, he went as far as to actually sabotage the grassroots oh, fundraising. So, so let me get to that, Nick. Let me, um, let yeah. me show. So you, you tweeted out some conversations you were having uh, with people about this, taking the billionaire money inside. And so here you tweeted this out. Let me read it. Without discussing it much, you and I and others who, who left when you left our revolution have been shielding Bernie Sanders in public. We've cut the blame off at Jeff and made excuses for Bernie. I think that to an extent, we're all protecting the legends because we know what it means to the people who gave so much of themselves to it. We know that people desperately want to believe in the existence of such a principled leader. It gives them hope and it gives them strength. So do you, so that's kind of a big statement that you were, that you were putting the blame on Jeff Weaver when the blame really also belonged on Bernie Sanders, but you were doing so out of the, to protect the, 
the feelings of his supporters, not necessarily him, right? We, we did it all to protect the movement um, because it occurred to us, you know, what are people going to think? You know, I mean, like, circumstances are a little different now. People are a little more critical of Bernie, you know, and that's a good thing. Um, you know, he, but, but, like, if those of us who kind of, you know, worked or volunteered on that campaign, if you can take yourself back to that mindset, I mean, Bernie had, like, he was a transcendent figure. He had this, like, halo of incorruptibility, and he meant so much to people. Yes, I was and, one of them. I was one of them. He meant a lot to me. Yeah, me too. Me too. And me three. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's just, like, so heartbreaking to find out, like, something so integral and like such a core piece of the Bernie Sanders campaign and his run for the presidency was standing and railing against the corporate interests and all against these special interests that have reigned in Washington for so long, um, rallying against the, their power and to have mm -hmm. him put out, like they said, every single email and then and at the bottom of every email, like I've received those kinds of things, you know? those emails, yeah. all yeah. Those, those communications from them, they all say not paid for um, by the billionaires. By the billionaires. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, but at the same time, our revolution was, uh, what was it, a 901C4? Uh, 501, yeah. Oh, 501, 901, wow. 501C4. <laughs> um, so just so they could take that money from the billionaire class, and it, it's just because, not necessarily because Bernie Sanders or Jane, Jane agree with this or whatever, but because they have people in their campaign that are telling them these things that are, are advising them to do these things that are not in their best interests. Like how could Bernie ever be complicit with this? But he is, you know, that's the sad yeah. part. He is like, he was told these things. You're going to find out more. They even confronted him about this, his own staffers, including Nick Brana that you're watching there. And Bernie Sanders stood down. He he let them yeah. walk out. He let them walk out of the job rather than just doing the right thing. Ultimately, they decided not to take corporate or the billionaire's money. But I mean, that's that was, that the was whole just, point of doing it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So um, let's just go ahead and continue. But really heartbreaking shit that we're gonna see here. Yeah. And he still does, but it's in a different way. Yes. You know, it's kind of. It's, it's exactly, um, uh, but, you know, Bernie, um, he, uh, well, let me, see. let me, let me say, let me yeah, show, let me show this. You, 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 said, you said Jeff Weaver sold Bernie and Jane on the notion that they would need to take money from billionaires because grassroots funding wouldn't be enough to sustain our revolution and we would, and we would, couldn't unilaterally disarm. Weaver was so determined to take big money that he went as far as to sabotage our revolution's grassroots fundraising in an effort to make his prediction that we needed billionaires a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> Jeff leaked the announcement of our revolution in July 2016 before it was legally incorporated and able to accept donations, costing us millions of dollars. When the organization still raised millions after incorporating and disproved him anyway, he disregarded it. So 
what you're saying is the way he tried to undermine our revolution was before you were – our revolution was even allowed to take donations. They weren't incorporated yet. He announced the formation of it, which kind of takes away the fanfare of an announcement because now it's announced. It gets press. People go to donate. They can't. So you're saying he did that on purpose to, to undermine so you couldn't raise money so then he could – it would shore up his point. See, we need to take billionaire money. You're saying that he intentionally did that? That's what you're saying? Yes. He intentionally sabotaged the launch of the organization so that it would end up raising less money and end up proving him right. So let's stop that there. Absolute bombshell that we're finding out. So right yeah. um, where he just told you that Jeff Weaver would uh, – tell everybody about like uh, the uh, the creation of uh, our revolution so that people wouldn't donate so that they could heat so basically you could prove his point uh to bernie and jane in saying that oh see now they they didn't raise enough money you definitely have to take billionaire money now you definitely have to do that you're doing the right thing by doing this that's manipulative he's a fucking snake yeah. dude and what's worse is that he's bringing down our <laughs> whole movement with it dude but the thing is, is also Bernie bought into this crap. Um, and Bernie, uh, just kind of like what he said, you know, what, what Nick said that we're putting the blame on Jeff when ultimately the, the decision was up to Bernie and Bernie decided to make that decision. Um, I, I, it's so astonishing to me because what, one of the biggest things that I said about Elizabeth Warren when she wouldn't drop out knowing that she wasn't doing well and when she never endorsed Bernie Sanders and then when she endorsed Biden, um, I regularly said that I felt like she was a sellout, that she lost my respect, that I couldn't believe she sided with the establishment over somebody who she considered a friend in the Senate. Um, and now we find out Bernie sold out. Like it's what it kind of like what he said, you know, it's, um, it's a blow to everybody who believed in Bernie as this, um, progressive leader with, and I like how he said it with this halo of uncorruption or, um, of, he was unable to be uncorruptibility. Um, that's really what I think a lot of people thought. I know that's what I thought. Um, so it's very disheartening to, to listen to this. Yeah. I'm, it's unfortunate that Bernie isn't as principled the man as we, uh, as we thought he, thought. As, he, as he thought he was. Yeah. So it should whatever. also say a lot about the establishment as well and the power that they have and the influence and manipulation that they are capable of. Because I think that, and from Bernie's track record, I think we can all say with some sort of confident clarity that Bernie is a very uh, more than decent human being. He really does have true good intentions. Um, and he really did want to do and does still want to do a lot of good for the United States. Um, but the, the establishment is also obviously crazy manipulative. And um, I think it says a lot that they were able to buy buy over all of these progressive candidates. He's not, he's not like completely like, uh, 
we can't completely push on the, the blame onto the establishment though because like oh of course not bernie but i think it's something to be said yeah of course i mean yeah the, definitely the dnc and the, the establishment uh, representatives including people dnc lawyers that were part of the bernie sanders campaign other representatives that were part of the bernie sanders campaign uh at the highest levels those advisors consultants um he had those that type of help and this time around in 2020 and where did it lead him it, it totally screwed yeah. him over um so I think the more and more he listens to these kinds of people, I think mm, he's going to keep losing. Um, I don't think he's going to run again for the presidency. So oh, we'll, yeah. we'll, see, what, see, we'll see what happens either. there. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and continue with the video. Um, in, the, in, in the debate with Bernie and Jane on needing the big money. So And, and it, was, it was estimated by our finance folks that we lost $3 million that way. Ad guys, sorry. This? <laughs> we'll just mute that for a second. All right. That's, that's a big, that's amazing. That's an amazing statement. That's an amazing statement. That's money statement. that could have gone to candidates. Yes. That's an, yep. Uh, you go, as horrible as this is, it's just scratching the surface of Weaver's repeated sabotaging of the 2016 campaign and profound disrespect for the progressive movement. I could write a book about it. <laughs> but the most disappointing part is that Bernie and Jane went along with it. Yeah. And still listen to someone who is so clearly a corrupt establishment Democrat at the expense of this movement and the millions who are counting on it. 100%. I've been trying to tell people just for a while that Bernie's got horrible people at the tippy top of his campaign, and he's got them there on purpose. And this is exactly what I've been talking about. Uh, Jeff Weaver, the most disappointing part is that Bernie and Jane went along with this corruption. And they still listen to this guy. He's still putting out press releases. He's still speaking on behalf of Bernie Sanders and his campaign. As of Monday, uh, so then you say, realizing that even someone as unique and principled as Bernie could be made to conform to the Democratic Party and take big money is a big reason that I left my career in the Democratic Party and set aside my own financial stability to help start the movement for a people's party. So that was really it. That was the last straw for you when you were working at our revolution and Jeff Weaver and Bernie and Jane all decided to take billionaire money? Um, it, was, it was shocking. Um, yeah, uh, it was a very shocking experience. Um, uh, it was, you feel like, betrayed? Sorry? Did you feel betrayed? Uh, I felt like Bernie didn't understand what the movement had been about. Like, you know, I, I felt like he didn't understand himself the power behind the movement and what he had unleashed. Like, um, it, uh, and it, it, it was just, it, it was so difficult to, to wrap our heads around uh, the idea that the same man who, you know, was going around and, and talking, you know, to tens of thousands of people every day, you know, 
um, in different cities uh, about how you know we needed a political revolution and it needed to be free of corporate and billionaire money um, and contrasting with the Wall Street speeches that Hillary Clinton was giving that this could be the same person that the same person could agree to taking billionaire money and just and not understand like I think that was probably the most shocking part um, to me was the lack of comprehension that Bernie seemed to have on what this was going to do to the progressive movement and the way that it was going to devastate it. And so, but people, I don't know, we've, we've reported it on the show. So what happens was at our revolution, when this came down and Bernie endorsed it, taking billionaire money in the dark and not telling people, you, 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 you organized, was it nine of the 13 people who worked at our revolution to actually walk out of the organization, right? This is a really dope story, uh, guys. Paid a lot of attention to this because this is a really pivotal moment, uh, not only in this guy's life, uh, and not only in Nick Brown's life, but also um, our revolution, um, the Bernie Sanders campaign, and the progressive movement at large. Um, so, if you guys are big fans of Bernie Sanders, love him to death. Trust me, I was right there with you guys. I still love him to a certain extent. He's still, he's still Grandpa Bernie. Love you, bro. You did amazing things for us, but it looks like you weren't the man for the job, or you are so the man for the job. So uh, let's go ahead and watch this. Yeah, um, I brought it up with other staff members, and I said, you know, this isn't right. And we all kind of agreed, um, and we had a staff meeting, and we decided, you know, we need to confront Bernie about this. Uh, and we did, um, and um, and you know we told him that uh, you know and he he wouldn't budge. Unfortunately, uh, he said that he thought we needed the money, um, and Weaver was already out there, you know, trying to solicit money from Steyer. Um and so we uh, wow. and, and so you know we we said well we would rather resign than be a part of this. Uh, and, uh, and, and that was kind of the last resort and, and we did, and it was disappointing too, to, to know, you know, we were trying to show Bernie how important this was to us, to the nine of us who, who stepped down out of the 13 total staffers. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and in saying, and, and it was disappointing to see him choose against that essentially, you know, and so he, he essentially chose to stay on Money. the path that we were charted and the people who were there originally at our revolution these were 13 people that had been picked from a staff that was at 2000 at one point you know so these were people who were really really talented and really dedicated you know um i mean some of the most incredible people i've ever worked with uh and for bernie to kind of have that decision in front of him like hmm, on the one hand you know, um, you know, we could uh, not take billionaire money, like the whole campaign says and the literature says, uh, and keep all of my staff, like the best people who, you know, uh, I like picked to come work here. And on the other hand, we could take billionaire money and like go with Jeff. And it's like, <laughs> if you would pick that, it was, you know, it was incredibly disappointing and mm. it was very disillusioning. Uh, I, 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 you know, when I found out about it, it 
yeah, don't have heroes. Every day I get that same lesson of my life is don't have heroes because they will always let you down. And it's kind of jaw dropping. Let's. I think this is a great place to kind of wrap up this video, at least part one of this episode, um, at least video wise. We're still going to do a little commentary, but I just wanted to mention that I think that it's uh, they're a hundred percent right when they talk about like not needing or not or Jimmy when he mentions that it's not a good thing to kind of make these people into heroes because you really get attached to them especially mm -hmm. because uh, with people like Bernie Sanders that seems so like principled and moral like uh, an, an incorruptible uh, halo like you mentioned earlier right um but there are times when we have to look at every single body with a critical lens and we can't be biased just because we like that candidate or, or that person or whatnot um as much as good as they did for you like bernie sanders personally i can talk about how he brought me into the political um arena like he uh woke me up to a lot of things going on in politics he got me into the um this kind of game i can probably thank him for this podcast in general to, for the creation of it because he's the one that kind of inspired me to become so passionate about it and actually care and want to help people better understand politics and educate them but at the same time we all i cannot let my guard down and not let not not have those critical lenses on for Bernie Sanders. Not see reality. Exactly. Um, because he, as much as a good of a person as he is, is flawed, you know? And mm -hmm. that's what this video highlights in, in more ways than one. We found out from this video that A, he likes to have horrible people around him. Uh, he takes the advice of people that um, completely uh, disregard his movement that he started, the people that support his campaign. Uh, he also, we also found out that Bernie Sanders has struggled with the idea of not accepting billionaire money into his campaign and, to, and his organizations. And then we found out that Bernie basically isn't as moral of a person as we thought he was. I mean, this video, I mean, we're, we're more than halfway through it, but it's, it's heartbreaking to find out how backwards Bernie was kind of thinking on this and that he was complicit in all these actions that his former campaign manager was doing. Imagine the kind of damage that dude was doing to to his campaign back in 2016 when he was the campaign manager the sole campaign manager at least bernie had the sense to kick his ass out um uh, or off that that pedestal in 2020 and replace him with a bunch of different co-chairs but i think bernie saw something which is why he wasn't there so which is interesting because like if he saw something that he didn't like why is he still around why do you know? still keep him yeah exactly so do you want to uh, chime in on anything before we go ahead yeah, I mean, I just find that the whole, everything about this video is just shocking and disappointing. Um, and I, I think that it, it, everything that Nick was saying about it being harmful to the our revolution, uh, the movement, it, is so accurate. The amount of people who believed in Bernie as this sort, this sort of leader, um, I think just 
are going to be frustrated that it, it turned out to be this same sort of facade that every other uh, politician puts on for us. Um, and I, I kind of, I, I don't know, I kind of like this uh, Nick Brana guy and think maybe he could be <laughs> the next, the next big progressive leader. I mean, it, it, there, there are definitely a lot of people out there who still believe in this revolution. And I hope that, um, you know, we can get past this whole uh, Bernie Sanders scandal and, um, you know, whatever, we can have a leaderless, a leaderless party for right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I fear that without like the right leaders in place, uh, our movement is doomed to fail. Although at this point, we don't really have the option to fail, you know, uh, yeah. or fail more well, than we have been. Yeah. Well, I think if we continue to have people out there like Nick Branagh, who, and the other, you know, nine, eight people, nine people that, um, you know, were willing to literally lose their careers over this. Um, I think there's plenty of other people out there who believe in the movement enough to make sacrifices such as those. So hopefully we'll have those new leaders in place soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully people will rise um, to the moment and, meet the challenges that are facing the American people, the many challenges that we're facing on so, so many fronts. Yeah. Um, so whoever but it I is, also, you got your work cut out for you. Yeah, but I also want to say too that that's what I really appreciate um, and, you know, not to like toot our own horn or anything, but um, that's what I really appreciate about our podcast though. And I think that I hope that our listeners appreciate too is the fact that we are such, we were such strong Bernie um, advocates this entire podcast and um, we will still be the first to talk about his uh, disappointments and the things that he did wrong. Um, and, you know, admit that we don't think that he's the best leader for this movement now um and which is something that you will not hear from a lot of media con as in contradicting their past opinions a hundred percent yeah uh, i mean that's the whole point of this podcast right to, to show people all the things that the media doesn't tell you which is a lot mm -hmm. um and your own government of course that tells you even less than the media so um that's why we have this podcast to kind of hit it over the head once again so um once again, guys, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And Ashley and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Or part two, actually. <laughs> I mean, these are troubling times, but of course, we will keep our audience updated. But I think this is a great place to wrap up. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of this podcast. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So please give us a five-star rating on um, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Yes. And tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dogs, tell your cats. <laughs> uh, tell everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to with your homies, Bennett and Ashley, who update you on the latest and greatest in the news, um, which we're happy to do. 
of course follow us also on facebook at the oligarchy disruptor and also guys please do not forget to vote i know with all this coronavirus shit it's very easy to forget what's going on right now but um or what i mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background but over half the nation has not cast their vote yet so it is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election which we will go to face donald trump so i'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel about (laughs) that so i'll go ahead all right everybody yes don't forget to vote um if you do not know where your polling place is perfect website it's called yourfuckingpollingplace.com and it's very simple just type in your address press okay and your polling place will show up um in the times that they're open again that's yourfuckingpollingplace.com and then um oh yeah any questions you have about voting so what your registration status is um if you can same day register to vote i think a lot of states um Actually, I'm not going to say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois, they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um, election. But a lot of states have same-day registration. Um, If you aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot, there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot. And this website is called rockthevote.org. Super awesome. And there's lots of questions. Uh, that's rockthevote.org. Don't forget to vote, guys. All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So we will leave it there. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.